Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Needham, along with my wonderful wife, Janet, and we will have Jody Gao back on our show today talking about fats, sugars, carbs, uh, salt, and the drift method uh, principle. I'm not sure she'll clarify if I, how to say that. Um, but if you remember, she was on a few weeks ago and she touched on the drift principle. And it was a, it's really exciting and just some simple steps on how we can um, overcome our health challenges um, with, some, with a simple acronym like DRIFT. So uh, without further ado, uh, Jody, welcome back to our show. Hi. Hi, you guys. Nice to see you again. Yes, very nice. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. I love this. Um, yeah. So I just, when we got off of our, our meeting last time, I, I just realized there's so many things to go over, but I wanted to just narrow it down to some basics. Again, that's part of the whole idea with Excalibur Wellness is really getting back to basics, understanding the truth and really starting from there because the diet industry kind of has us scattered all over the place with, with misinformation, honestly. So it's nice to be meeting with you truth tellers about health. And, um, and also, like you said, go over the drift drift method a little in a, a little bit more in depth on some of those principles. So, yeah. yeah well, th well, thank, thank you for being on. And um, I know we're going to start talking about macros, um, carbs, fats, and proteins and all that kind of stuff um, yes. shortly before we get into the drift principle. And I know I posted a few, about a week ago, um, how I had a really, really high carbohydrate diet for a, the first couple days when I was racing my bike. And I think you commented on that post about, you know, how carbs are important and, you know, talk about misinformation and it's not necessarily misinformation. I don't, I don't like that term. That term has been way overused the last few years. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. Yes. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I just think it's not complete information and everybody, the important thing with diet and Jan, and I talk about this all the time is that every body is different. Every individual is different. So we all need different diets. So right away, when somebody says that keto is the only way, I kind of lose credibility with them. They kind of lose credibility with me because, um, you know, it, every individual needs different um, diets and nutrition. And um, it might depend on the day. For me, it depends on the day. If I have a day off of exercise, I don't eat as many carbs. And not our carbs are created equal like you talked about. And I could talk forever about this and go on and on. But I know I don't want to steal your thunder. And Janet, <laughs> do you have any questions for Jody? Well, I just just to kind of pull it together, I think we need to put things in perspective of what we are really um, trying to do because trying to put everybody in that box that we're all the same, I mean, certainly there are similarities, but, you know, let's put into perspective, we can't compare everybody to be the same human and each person's needs are different. And so I think what's happened in the diet industry and when we have um, social media is that we're trying to say, okay, everybody must be this or you're not healthy. And so I think that's what we're trying to dispel is that, you know, health looks different for each individual. And so that's why we need people like you to come on and kind of give your perspective and, and how someone can accomplish that with all this coming at them from all corners. It's, it's so true. And I love that you guys, it, incomplete information is really a better way to 
approach some of the stuff that we talk about. And, and you're right, everyone's completely different. I mean, I've got friends who um, make a decision to start their weight loss journey and they just get up and go and they're doing it and they make progress and they make it look so easy. And then other people just really struggle even to get started. So um, many, many different factors play into it. So, yeah. So go ahead, Jody. Talk about uh, salt, fat, carbs, <laughs> protein. Let's do it. <laughs> so we know, we know well enough now that our fitness journey is um, sort of divided. Whoops, pardon me there. We, I just got a phone call. We know that our fitness journey is sort of divided up into approximately 75% importance of food, that really what we're intaking really does matter. And then about 25% is relevant to fitness. So if we have a, if we have a good nutritious diet, we're already solving a lot of the weight loss issues. Um, food, we need to remember that food is super important. It's how we survive right? It's one of the first things we think about when we talk about cultures and traditions. Um, we use food to celebrate, to mourn, to offer hospitality, to share. And when we, when we start um, following those restriction diets, no sugar, no salt, no carbs, no dairy, no fats, no vegetables, keto, nothing white, we set ourselves apart from everyone and draw attention to this negative aspect of self-care. And, and in doing that, we're also teaching those around us sort of the wrong ways to maintain good health. Um, the, so with regard to diets, a few years ago, the financial director of Weight Watchers was interviewed and the interviewer asked, if the failure rate of diets is 95%, then how do you measure your success? And the financial director replied that if the client fails, they'll keep coming back. And that's how we make money. So it's a win for us. And while that's really sad, um, the good news is now we have the truth about it. So we yeah. know now that we didn't fail on our diets, the diet sort of failed us. And when I say that, what I mean to impart is that the diets really aren't teaching us about food. They're not teaching us about carbs, sugar, fat, salt. They're sort of incomplete information, like you said, Sean. And, 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 um, you know, the, and those are great marketing ways, right? Oh, maybe if I'm thinking to myself, oh, that's the thing I'm missing. That's the piece of information I'm missing. And we go down this path of sort of slightly incorrect information or incomplete information. It's steering us completely away from getting back to basics. So what I wanted to do is just go through those key points, carbs, sugar, fat, salt. So let's start with carbs. Somewhere along the line, carbs became a bad word. Atkins, <laughs> keto, they use carbs as sort of a bad word. And it's one of those things I just mentioned where they can take it and make it seem like it's a bad thing. And so come and join our diet program and you'll lose weight. Well, 
What they're not telling you is that carbs are our main body's main source of energy. It's what fuels our brains, kidneys, heart muscles, and nervous system. Fiber is a carbohydrate that aids in digestion. It helps you feel full. It keeps your blood cholesterol levels in check. Super important. So, and starches that are part of carbs, our body turns it into glucose and that gives our body energy to function. So, so really important. So what are carbs? What are good carbs? First of all, carbs are all vegetables. Every vegetable is a carbohydrate. Whole fruits. And when I say whole fruits, I guess I'm, by saying whole, I'm also referring to the juicing trend where smoothies and juices are different. When we're juicing just fruit, we're really ending up with just a glass of sugar. So it's really important to do whole fruits. Or if you're juicing with vegetables, you can juice juice with fresh vegetables all day. That's great. It's a great way to get in um, all your vitamins and nutrients um, from vegetables if you just can't eat that much. Um, But but adding adding a, a couple of berries or some apples to your veggie juice. So that's what I mean when I'm referring to whole fruits. Go ahead and eat them whole. Um, legumes, uh, lentils, kidney beans, hello chili, peas, nuts and seeds, whole grains. Now in the bread market, you might already understand that whole wheat isn't really whole grain. It's bread that has molasses added to it or coloring to make it look brown or not white. And that makes it seem healthy, but it's actually not. So really good whole grain. I love Dave's bread. I think it's fantastic. Um, Again, this is understanding that uh, maybe you don't have a gluten allergy. A good carb is also eggs, shellfish, and lean meat. So what are bad carbs? Candy, white or wheat bread, processed cereal is a big one, canned fruit, sodas, chips, french fries, things like that. So if you can understand that carbs is it it in it it's so such a huge category and there's so many great things, you don't have to like all vegetables, but if you're picking the ones that you love and making them a part of your diet, you're on the right track. And if anyone's telling you to stay away from vegetables, that should be ringing bells for you. So let's get, let's just jump right into fats. Fats are really important. And that sounds strange, but our body cannot make fatty acids, but they're crucial. Our body needs fatty acids in order to absorb vitamins A, D, and E. These vitamins are fat-soluble, which means they can only be absorbed with the help of fats. So some bad fats might be the saturated fats, cutty fats of meat, sausages, butter and lard, cheese that has really high fat content. Cheddar cheese, for example, is one of the highest fat content cheese. Um, I find mozzarella to be a great alternative to cheddar and it's super versatile. I can shred it. I can cube it. I can do all those things with it. So that's really nice. 
Um, savory snacks, chocolate candy, biscuits, cakes, pastries, palm oil, coconut oil, coconut cream, all sort of in that bad fat category. But so then that kind of takes me into cholesterol. So cholesterol is a fatty substance made by the liver, liver and good HDL cholesterol actually takes bad cholesterol that we've eaten from parts of the body where there's too much and it escorts it to the liver where it's disposed of. So really good fats might be avocado, olive oil, almonds, peanuts. Um, other types of bad cholesterol might be, um, again, I mentioned cheese, but red meat could be steaks, roast beef, ribs, pork chops. Oh my gosh. And, and it all sounds so good. But when we choose lean cuts of meat and use herbs and spices without salt added, um, we can really make those foods just as delicious as the fatty ones. We just need to put in just a little bit more, maybe Googling different recipes and things like that to really make this shift in our diet with, with regard to fats. Um, processed meat is also a big one. Um, for example, I was reading a couple of articles regarding pizza. So pizza has sausage and pepperoni and those are processed meats. Pizza without those processed meats is actually really, can be really good for you. Um, if you, if you're vegging it up again, it's got the mozzarella cheese. So it's lower fat it can actually be really a perfectly fine meal. Um, so just sort of shifting our minds about how we've been taught with incomplete information can really boost our nutrition intake and make us feel better overall. So let's bump, let's, let's move on to sugar. You guys with yep. me? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jan, do you have any questions for Jan? No, I'm, I'm the only thing I would throw into the, the protein and the fat is fish. Um, I don't know if you brought that up, but um, with my heritage, fish is super, I think, important and healthy in certain quantities. So um, especially with the um, oils in the fish. The cold water cold Yeah, water cold water fish. fish yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Shellfish is great. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. I think I saw, for some reason, I saw trout on a list of mm -hmm. fatty fish, but, mm -hmm. um, but, and I think salmon's on there too, yep. but again you can you can decide really like i love salmon i love seafood and so are you dredging it through butter you know are you in my family um i was taught how to smear a fillet of salmon with mayo and some lemons and bake it like that well you know am i using low am i using low fat mayo or am i going full bore right yeah and yeah. so just making those little tweaks is such a big deal. And um, with meats especially, you know, I brought up herbs. Um, but when we, all the sauces and marinades and things like that, a lot of times we can make our own. And a lot of those pre-made marinades and sauces are really loaded with extra fat or extra sodium. So, um, yeah, just kind of plucking some herbs and doing our own rubs or whatever on fish is really just super smart. And I have found too, if I leave 
all the buttered dredging and stuff off, which is honestly, it's so good. It just is. But um, when we leave those off and we get the real flavor of the foods, it can be pretty incredible. And usually, you know, when, after you're done eating, um, you don't miss those sauces. You don't miss the butter. You enjoyed the flavor of the food and it was fine. But you think when you're when you're hungry, you think you need it and you put it on all that, you put it all on there and then, you know, you pay for it because there is extra calories there. So you pay for it. You feel a little worse. When I yeah. go out to eat, my favorite thing has always been a, a bacon cheeseburger. I love that. And so sometimes I will indulge. I'll have a bacon cheeseburger, but I won't order fries. I'll just order a little side salad. Right. Yep. And I feel markedly different. Um, I live on the Stillaguamish River over here um, in the Puget Sound area, and I have a little swimming hole walking distance to my house. So every day in the summer, we're going to the beach on the weekends and friends come out and all of that. And um, I got really tired of you know, finding quick bags of snacks. And so one of the things I did at the beach was I sliced an avocado before we left the house. I dropped it into a couple of Ziplocs and I'll give it a little, I'll give it a little rub of um, olive oil to keep it from turning black. But um, it stays nice and cool in the cooler. And then I just have a couple plastic spoons and we're just eating it right out of the shell. And by the end of the day, and then, and then another thing I did was cherry tomatoes, a cube of mozzarella, and a leaf of basil, like a little Capri Bob. And one of the things I notice is that when we're walking up the stairs from the beach at the end of the day, I'm not sluggish. I don't feel weighed down by all this stuff. And, I, and you're hungry, you're swimming, you're running around, you're nice. screwing around in the, you know, in the great outdoors, which makes us hungrier anyway. So, um, if we're going to be eating all day down there, let's let's get some good stuff in our bodies. And it made a big difference. Other people commented on it too. And it was nice not to have orange fingers. Right? Yeah. And just yeah, packing, <laughs> packing your own, you know, just some simple principles that you've basically discussed over the last 15 minutes. You know, packing your own, making your own snacks, packing your own food. Yeah. Um, basically, when you were talking about bad carbs or just bad food foods in general, they basically came in a box or a can. So if you stay away from that stuff, you're pretty safe a yeah. lot of times. And yeah. one thing that Janet had always, has always said from, you know, you're talking about a lot of variety of stuff is what you've been talking about. And some people are so strict, you know, carnivore only, you know, red meat only, or, um, you know, vegetarian only or whatever. But here's the reality. Um, I think a good moderation, Janet said this for years, her dad taught her this, a good moderate um, diet of, of many different varieties of stuff yeah. is a good diet. It's moderation. Yeah. It's about moderation. For sure. And even, and even when I'm doing my thing and really watching myself and I've got a regular exercise routine and I'm paying attention to what I'm eating, but I'm making it taste good. Honestly, if someone says, let's have pie, I'm having pie because I'm having a slice of pie. I'm not eating the whole pie, Yes, but I'm having a slice of pie. I don't need to, if we're adding fitness in and the rest of our diet has been good, I don't need to avoid that pie. I don't need to have those restrictions and restrictive diets can be, they can get kind of dangerous. They can um, lead us down a path of, um, 
you know, eating disorders and food problems. And again, sort of what are we teaching our kids when, when really the basics are so easy? Um, yeah. Well, and, um, you know, what, one of the things is that's important is that when it comes to diet in general, or when you do maybe cheat and have a piece of pie, even if you are exercising, is you just have to be mindful of that. And, you know, maybe the next day be a lot better. Sure. You know, Absolutely. I mean, I, that's what you have to realize. I mean, because we all do it. I mean, I, we can't, yeah. we can't turn the pie down all the time. Well, I know one thing that's helped Sean and I is, is sometimes we um, choose to share that when we're out, if we've had a dessert rather than having your own, you know, yep. I mean, sometimes right. yeah. that you had that, you had that treat, you had that special thing, but you shared it. So you didn't have the whole thing yourself, you know, yes. and sometimes that really just, that's enough to say, Hey, that was really awesome. Yeah. We enjoyed it. Um, but rather than, you know, the serving size being just all yours, it's, it's split between somebody else. So for sure, I mean, that sometimes does the trick in your mind to say, you know, it was part of being with the group. We did it together. It was fun. It was awesome. I had my, my, you know, mm, that was great, but it wasn't the whole thing. Right, right. I didn't need to overindulge on it. It satisfied yeah. that little, yeah, little yeah. sweet tooth. And again, you know, again, when you think about food in terms of culture and tradition, that's how we, it's how we live life. It's what adds, you know, sort of no pun intended, but sort of this spice of life. I mean, <laughs> right. it really is. Yeah. So Jody, okay. I want to give plenty of time to the drift method. So will Great. you talk about the drift method, please? Yeah. So let's get into the drift method. Okay. So the drift method is declarations. It's an acronym. Declarations, rise and shine, intake, which is food and drink, fitness and tuck in. So the first part that I really want to touch in is declarations. Now, we hear a lot about declarations in the mind, body, spirit sort of, um, you know, area of learning and self-care. And it really is important. And the reason it's important is because of this. If we think about how we talk about ourselves, how we think about our bodies, even if, even if you don't have that inner voice telling you, you still might have emotions about how you feel about your body, how it looks, how maybe your your movements are limited whatever if you're if you're a person who's really struggling with switching your mind so that you can even get started it's really important to understand that ener the energy aspect of it for example if you walk into a room or you meet someone for the first time and wow you really click with that person and you're instantly engaged and you really like that person or alternatively, if you meet someone, you think oh, something's off, I'm not getting a good vibe from that person. That's an exchange of energy between two people. When we're thinking poorly about ourselves, for whatever reason, the same idea is happening with the energy within us. We are putting it out there and it's coming back and it's making us feel worse. It's like it's just this vicious cycle. And so setting declarations, and you can have fun with this, setting declarations, maybe just one night you're watching TV, just get out a journal or a notepad and just have a blast with it. And declarations, you want to be writing them as though you're already there. I am already, I am fit. I am tone. I am strong. I can swim across the lake. I can wear a swimsuit and feel great about it. 
I can get up off the floor. I'm flexible and strong. Have a blast writing these declarations. And then I want you to be mindful about how you're thinking about yourself. Last time I was on, I was talking about women, how we are standing in front of our closets in frustrated tears, just in a puddle of clothes that don't fit. And then we walk out the door, putting this face on like we're confident we have our act together, but really internally, we're really struggling with that. And so every time we have that moment of feeling or thinking poorly about ourselves, I want you to go back to that list. Think about all the different times throughout the day, it might be hundreds of times that we're thinking or feeling poorly about ourselves and start to change our script. That is really important. You might feel silly doing it. It might feel uncomfortable, but I can promise you it makes a huge, huge difference in pulling yourself up out of that really sort of negative feelings and negative energy and bring in better thoughts and, and, and you will see yourself starting to make a shift and it doesn't take very long. It can only be a couple of days before you start realizing I'm getting on my way. And for a lot of us, it can be that we had, that we're grieving or we just feel ashamed of how we've let our bodies go or we, you know, lost, divorce, whatever it is. Maybe somebody bullied us when we were kids and we just can't shake that. Start now to really have fun with those declarations and how, as though you're there already. That's huge. So declarations. The second one is rise and shine and rise and shine and declarations sort of go together. The first thing I want you to do when you rise and shine is hydrate while you're waiting for your tea or coffee to brew, chug that big glass of water. Your body has been without fluids for eight hours, get it into your body and you will notice a marked difference. Um, also with regard to rise and shine, rise and shine, I want you to set your intentions. And what I mean by that is with regard to your day, how is your day going to go? Make a decision that you will treat clients with love and respect, coworkers with love and respect. And if stuff comes into your sort of realm that makes you feel stressful or whatever, take a few minutes out, even if you have to go sit in your car, or go to the bathroom, or even just at your desk, whatever you're doing, just take a few minutes out and make and do intentional breathing, deep breathing in and then release it and deep breathing in and release it. And that's referred to breath work. And it's really very calmly. It only takes a minute or two and it fuels your cells with oxygen and brings you back to a place of low stress. Having this method of reducing stress in your life can lower your cortisol um, levels and cortisol is kind of that hormone that that causes weight loss to gather around our midsection. We really want to be mindful of that. So that's the rise and shine aspect of it. The second aspect is intake. And Sean, um, you're mentioning, you know, um, you guys are mentioning how to um, all these little tricks. I want to talk about drinking. We're getting into the summer months and everyone loves their beer and barbecues. So here's the thing I want you to know. When we drink, alcohol triggers our hypothalamus in the primor primordial area in the back of our brain. 
and it triggers us to be hungry. So within 15 to 20 minutes of having alcohol, our, our hypothalamus is triggered and our body wants us to intake three to 400 extra calories. You may have eaten before you went out to have drinks with friends, but our mind is saying, nope, we need more. Yeah. The other thing about alcohol is it makes us sleep crappy. So when we don't get enough sleep, our hypothalamus is triggered again. So you're getting a double dose. So make something healthy and wonderful before you go eat and stow it in the fridge. So when you're back from drinking or a back of day of, of, you know, out at the beach and barbecuing. So when you get home, you've got something really healthy, come up with good strategies. And then F is for fitness and community. So get out and walk, find a neighbor, take, drag your kids along. It's getting yeah. to be beautiful weather out. Even if you're only doing three minutes of fitness a day to get started, you're starting and that's important. Set just your, something, just something. Set, yes, sir. Set your goals small. Don't say 40 pounds, say three minutes every day. And then the last one is T for tuck in. Make your bedroom inviting and wonderful. Get those sheets cleaned. Set up a good routine. Put your phone away. All of those things. Read a book or write your declarations. So that's drift, the drift method. D-R-I-F-T. Declarations, rise and shine, intake, fitness, and tuck in. Wow, that's a lot in 10 minutes, Jody. You've done that heck, before, haven't you? Heck yeah. <laughs> I was ready for you this time. Yeah, you have done a great job of Thank you. reaching our goal today, which is to educate and empower individuals to take charge of their own health. So let's do it. Yeah, so don't forget about the drift method. Jody Gao, Excalibur Wellness. Where's the best way to get a hold of you, Jody, if anybody has any questions? Oh my gosh, I'm on Facebook. My personal page is public. I am Jody Asker. Goff, you can get me on there, or you can find me on my Facebook business page, Excalibur Wellness. You can reach me through any of those ways. I would love to hear from you. And my phone number is on my personal page. So I, I would love to hear from you and help you get through it. I don't charge anything for it. I would just love to be there for you. This is for mature women who are really struggling and just need somebody to give them a little support, a little inspiration little guidance, little love. I love it, Jody. Thank you so yeah. much for being on today and inspiring and encouraging others. Thank you, Sean. It was a pleasure. I appreciate you, it. A privilege, you, truly. You're welcome. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in with Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Tune in uh, Wednesday. We'll be having a podcast. We'll be having Jen Van Water. She is a pharmacist, a fellow pharmacist, and she's um, going to be talking about what changed her mindset into going into more of a health and wellness model instead of just treating people with drugs and not making people any better. So I'm excited for her to share her story. It's a similar one to what um, I had an epiphany of 20 plus years ago. So don't want to miss out on that. Health Solutions, uh, 8 to 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time Wednesday. And as always, you can catch us on my personal Facebook page and the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy Facebook page and YouTube channel. So subscribe to our YouTube channel and don't forget about our Rumble channel, the only channel where we've never, ever been um, censored. So thank you for tuning in. Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you. Thank you.